the language of deceit notes and extracts the electric world we need time to process all of the events happening in life we may live in the now but not all of the answers are here if we are to grow we must come to realize our own foolishness the inescapable folly of a brash youth or even just the hurt of a passing comment that lingers with time understandings change and as we learn we only come to realize that there is far more that we don't know than what at this time or at any time we may comprehend i reflected on the events of the previous day seeing the heavy steam driven machine from 1910 gave me a lot to think about about how everything was so different in the past and how easy we have it now i guess it was just not practical to have to carry loads of coal or kindled wood in the back of your vehicle although it seemed to work quite well for trains for some considerable period of time what was once new is now old and what was once good is now bad wasn't stevenson who built the classic rocket steam engine a scot wasn't that something to be proud of i wondered the immense effort required to design and construct such a machine is by today's standards unfathomable about our history some facts are well known and others are well hidden did you know that at the turn of the 20th century there were as many electric driven cars on the road as those powered by other means these cars were by and large safer cleaner noiseless faster and easier to maintain i don't remember being taught that in school by 1931 tesla had developed his own electric powered production model called the pierce arrow which reportedly could reach up to 90 miles per hour this reference is from cipher wizard the life and times of nicholas tesla page 419 now if we fast forward and see how far we have really come the only true commercial development of this technology was gm's ev which uh, stood for electric vehicle number 1 which was produced in the usa from 1996 to 
and then leased, not even sold, in California until the government decided to retain or repossess all the cars and crush them in 2002. Even more bizarre is the fact that this happened despite the fact the owners protested and even took legal action against the state. If you stop and think about this for just a few seconds, I'm sure you will understand the point that I wish to make. That before we celebrate or bask in the glory of our own history or achievements, against which I have no opposition, I would like to ponder the question whether or not we have been more than slightly led up and down the oil-stained gravel driveway of life. A little light often shatters complete darkness. Just think where we could truly be today if we had fully developed all of those experimental ideas of the past. But instead, we have an ultra-massive industry of jobs and lifestyles built around a different process. So we can't, with our present investments, imagine anything contrary. With these reflections, I wonder, could it be that driving a historic car is a bit like carrying the past into the future? You can almost see where you were. You maybe get to appreciate where you are, and you can, with anticipation, look forward to what, perhaps, will be. Each one of us, if we truly desire, can always have a say in the future. At times, to see that way forward, we must look back very carefully by ourselves, and no one can do this for us but us. It seems that yesterday matters just as much as tomorrow. Regarding clubs or societies encountered, some work together and others in opposition to each other. I personally am not yet in, and unless there is some weird quirk of fate, I very much doubt whether I will be able to become a member. Do I even want to? I'm not even sure. I don't have a classic car, and I imagine that's kind of a prerequisite for membership of the Historic Wheels Club. For sure, if you don't believe that it will happen, then it stands no chance of happening at all. Belief brings the relief of purposeful actions. Time and tide have taken my life in many different directions, and I have drifted with the currents and seen which way the wind blows. It has always fascinated me that the wind can be used to travel against the tide. 
Although I am not yet sure of how to apply this in my life in any useful or meaningful way, I hope that that time may yet come. Whether this year's initiation is enough to tempt me back again next year, I don't know. Whether my father will allow me to sit behind the wheel of one of his historic cars again, after, or even if he reads this, I don't know. But what I do know is that the owners of these historic vehicles are a well-bred, special breed. They preserve what would otherwise be lost and forgotten, and that is a praiseworthy cause. They allow for reflection in the ever-quickening world of the modern information age. At the present pace of change, we are likely to either lose or forget much of what we have known or learned. The technology of tomorrow will become far more powerful than even the greatest minds can imagine. And there is a distinct possibility that those who integrate modern advanced technologies into their life will develop godlike powers that no man should possess. Without a definite moral compass, this could have a devastating effect. The language of deceit. Notes and extracts.